Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Boy, what a day it was in the NFL. Ryan Smith, Bart Scott, Sam Acho joining you for a fresh hour of KJZ. And we're talking about the Jets. We're talking about Zach Wilson. And, folks, just in case you don't know, Trey Lance signed with the 49ers. That leaves Zach Wilson as the only unsigned first-round pick in the draft. So everybody else is in camp except Zach Wilson. Now, we asked you to call in, and we got a lot of callers calling in about Zach Wilson. And let's go right to him. Let's go right to him. Let's hear from the people. Glenn in New York, talk to us about Zach Wilson. Hi, good morning, guys. How are you doing? Good. 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 Listen, you know, I'm a longtime Jet fan. First time I ever decided to call in, and I want Zach Wilson there more than anybody. Uh, but at the end of the day, these players, they're, they're getting too much power, you know? Just sign your contract. You're going to get your money. Whether you double dip or not, shouldn't matter if you're going to play at a high level. These, all these uh, players that sign contracts, they don't live up to their, their level. They don't, the owners don't get their money back, right? But when they exceed their contract, they want more money. Everyone's got to give in. Just sign your contract. Get to work. When you, when you finish your four or five years and you're ready to really negotiate because you've proven yourself, now you can, you can hold out a little. See, but All right, Glenn, go, thanks for that. Yeah. Go ahead, Bart. That, that swings both ways because when you outperform your contract, yeah, you want more money, but they also don't give you all your contract. It's funny money, right? You know, you think you look at a five-year contract, it's not really a five-year contract, so you have to insure yourself, right? He's trying to get his own base, trying to get a foundation, right? He hasn't, he hasn't cashed in yet, so this could be the only money that he gets. What if he comes in and he has an ACL? What if he's like Marcus Lattimore? What if he gets injured? What if he can never recover from it? What if he has a, a, a grueling injury like Alex Smith early in his career? So he has to protect himself and guarantee that he has the opportunity to make as much money as he can. You know, and it's just part of the process. I don't understand why fans get so frustrated when it's only the day one of camp. Like, calm down, man. Well, they're frustrated because he's supposed to be the franchise savior. And when he's not in camp, they're thinking, why isn't this guy in camp when everybody else is? But if he he comes and he plays five years for you, are you going to really remember that he held out for two days? Like, what the hell are we talking about? What if he holds out for another month? Come on, man. Let's keep it real. Like, even if he holds out for another month, at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, if he's your future and this is a a five-year relationship, potentially he's your 15-year quarterback, then this won't mean anything. Okay. Like nobody remembers how Revis got to the got to the Jets and, and how he held out, and then also the second holdout and the third holdout, the fifth holdout. All they care about is what he's doing on the field, and that's yet to be seen. Let's bring in Peter. He's in the car. I want to make sure we get to Peter just before you know because he's driving, so he can focus on the road. Go ahead, Peter. Hey, good morning. Morning. The, uh, you know, they're throwing around the word negotiate a lot. When one side says this is what I want, no exceptions, and so is the other side. That's not a negotiation. With the Jets are desperate for this. Two people get in the room, make a deal, get the lawyer involved, get the agent involved, put some money aside in case the contract goes south, and compromise. I think I, I think the Jet fans deserve that. All right, thank you for that, Peter. And he's talking. Look, I, that totally is a great point when you talk about negotiation. Get them in the room and come up with a compromise. The problem is before compromise, Sam there becomes a little bit of a stalemate where people think the other side's going to cave. Maybe he's going to cave. Let's wait it out and see. Yeah, oftentimes what happens, and Ryan, you made a great point. Thanks for calling in as well. But, Ryan, you made a great point earlier of uh, the team thinks he's going to cave. Like, let's just let that be clear. 
the Jets think that he's going to cave. And that's not, this is not specific only to the Jets. I mean, this is how negotiation happens. This is how many NFL teams do, probably businesses as well. You think the other side is going to cave, so you wait it out, and then you do this. You put the public pressure on that person, right? No one's putting pressure on the Jets uh, staff or GM. All the pressure now is on Zach Wilson. Like, so, so I think I think the fair thing to do, if we could be fair, I know sometimes the word like, fans, we're fanatics. We go crazy. We love our teams. We're going to win the savior. But let's be fair and say the Jets need to also come to the table, and they also need to say, hey, Zach Wilson, we're going to give a little bit. The Jets might be saying we're not giving at all. And Zach's not going to sit here and say, okay, well, I'll just, you know. Well, how do you give, though? Like, it's like, it's, 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 it's very specific what the issue is, and it's the offset lane. So, how do you give? How it's do either you, you do it or you don't. Yeah, it's yeah that's what I'm saying. Things. You give him what he wants. So, it's like somebody has to concede, right? Yeah. That's, that was one just remember, things. if you give him what he wants, then you're setting a precedent. So, yeah. for Joe but, Douglas and his team, for Joe Douglas and his negotiating team, it's like every pick we have after that is going to want something that we have been against from day one. Because our concern is that in yeah. a guaranteed contract, the person gets yeah. hurt. We don't like them anymore. We want to move on from them. Nope. They move on. We have to pay them out the guarantee, yeah. and they can go somewhere else and continue to make money, including our guarantee And according to my sources. Sam's raising his hand. I've got a question. <laughs> I'm in class. i got a question. Uh, didn't Aaron Rodgers just set a precedent with – Green Bay, this dude went and said, this is exactly what I want. I'm the star. Well, Give me what I want. I don't know if there's a president. I mean, I'm sure Brett Favor has some things. And I, I mean, this, this is different. This is like How? How is it different? Because I mean, this it's, is in, because it's in writing and you can't change it and it goes forward for yeah. every future rookie. Yeah, if I'm Air, management, yeah, that's Air, what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers has a wink-wink, right? This is a wink-wink. Hey, we'll revisit this. That ain't in writing. That ain't in the eek. That was just something that was agreed upon or a wink-wink or – uh, uh, but scouts honor, you know, I'm, I'm looking here. I got some little insider information. They said that the Jaguars and the Rams are the only team that allows double dipping in rookie deals. So it's not like the Jets are doing something that the rest of the league don't do. Only the Jaguars. And so that's why Trevor Lawrence probably got that. He's looking like I want what Trevor Lawrence got. But unless you're a member or drafted by the Rams or the Jaguars, those are the only teams that put that that don't put that type of language in their contract. Typically, so, but then there's other teams. I mean, well, it just said it's right yeah. here. I don't know. Like this is a credible source. It says only two. Mm-hmm. Well, I, look, the bottom line here is it's going to be interesting to see what they do because I, I agree with you guys when you talk about who the pressure is on. If we if we put them next to each other and we say who's the pressure on the Jets to agree to the offset language yeah. or Zach Wilson to to cave in and come in no matter what they give him, it's Zach Wilson because the fans are looking. At, and maybe I'm wrong, so I want to get to Don in Dallas next. I wonder if the fans are looking at this and saying, hey, get on the field. Prove yourself. Make your money, and you could do an extended deal like our first caller said. Don in Dallas, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down with uh, Zach Wilson on that, but I got a couple other things, too. Uh, because as Barton knows, this has been a very dysfunctional franchise. They drafted Mark Sanchez, lined him up at wide receiver, the cornerback splits, and he jumped out of his skin. You can't be scared of playing quarterback. So they don't evaluate talent uh, that well. You, are you from, are and, a Dallas fan? <laughs> and, yes, I am a Cowboy fan. So I am speaking from experience from a dysfunctional franchise. Oh, okay, I'm about so, to say. I'm about to say. The okay. The now, Black. the second thing is everybody overlooked what Aaron Rodgers called uh, Jordan Love. He called him J-Love. Yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> overlook that. Really? No, we said it, yeah. <laughs> Between, I don't know what's, what's more disrespectful, that or uh, mac and cheese. Wait, it's not a term of endearment? Maybe nah, they're so nah. close that he's calling them. Nah, J-Lo and mac and cheese is not terms of endearment. It, it's only one J-Lo. If you're comparing him to J-Lo, I don't, I don't know if I want to rock with that one. 
Yo, we used to call. We had a teammate we called Delicious, and he answered to it. I don't know who was, how it, you, who was a teammate. Say it with your <laughs> chest. <laughs> what you mean? We called him something else that we can't. I can't say on TV, but we called him Delicious. His name was Jason Brown, center, former center, was the highest paid center. We called him Delicious. Yeah, I used to call. Um, Why did you call him Delicious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. See, wow, trying, Bart Scott. No, no, because you're trying, lost for no, words. You're trying folks. to get me on a cancel culture. I can't, you know, <laughs> some things I can't dispose to everybody. But his name was Delicious, Jason Brown. What's up, Jason Brown? He's some type of like world-renowned farmer now, man. I don't know. <laughs> like eating all the cattle to me, but it's all good. But it's a good point. I mean, and thank you so much for that call, Don. It, it's a good point that. If if maybe I'll just say may because I'm not sure yeah. it may be a show of disrespect to Jordan Love not not a direct show of disrespect J-O. but a way of being like oh they drafted that little Ladebo, guy on the side J-Lo over there Ladebo. yeah that, that little dude they drafted him so he's so. looking at him like Jamie Foxx at J Lo when she was a fly girl not the J Lo that we see now <laughs> okay I see I see what you said and the mac and cheese is really disrespectful too mac and cheese talk about that 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 dad bod that he got and he's only 22 years old <laughs> you know what I'm saying so like you know like while you sitting up there laughing and let Cam oh he called me mac and cheese nah bro you need to smack Cam hat off his head. Okay. All right. And look, you know what? That's not the only New York story we got to get to. There's a big deal that went down before the MLB trade deadline. We're going to tell you all about it. We're going to talk to Michael Kay about it. That's coming up on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin with Ryan Smith, Bart Scott, and Sam Acho. All right. Back with you. And now we're going to talk some baseball. And we're going to keep it in New York, though, because... A big deal went down for the Yankees. Now, this is interesting because a lot of people are saying, well, is it a lost season for the Yankees? Is it kind of like, you know, what are we going to do? We're kind of a couple, still a couple games out of the second wild card spot, about three or so behind the A's. But they made a big move. They brought in Joey Gallo from Texas. And, hey, who knows? This could turn the tide for this Yankee team. So we are so pleased to be joined now by Michael Kay, host of the Michael Show on ESPN. The Michael Kay Show. Yes. The Michael K Show. We love it so much, and it's always good to talk to Michael. Uh, Michael, great to have you with us. Thanks. Good to be here. All right, so Michael, what are the Yankees getting if and when they complete officially complete this deal for Joey Gallo? Well, they're getting a left-handed power hitter who should play well at Yankee Stadium with the short right field porch. The Yankees, uh, one of the weaknesses of the way they've been built is that they're really too right-handed. So it makes it easier for another team to match up hard-throwing right-handed relievers. Now you're going to have some some potholes in there. You could put Joey Gallo between Judge and Stanton or Judge and Sanchez, and then you've got Rugnet Odor, who's played well as well. So those are two lefty bats that could hit home runs, and it'll make a manager think about going to a right-handed reliever because, you know, with the rule that you have to face three batters in a row, you do have that pothole for a manager to consider now, and the Yankees have been too right-handed, so that solves that. Hey, Mike, what, what, what went into the decision to decide to double down? Was it because they beat the Rays the last couple of days, or is it just that they're the Yankees and you know, they can't see themselves you know, selling off assets? They believe in the, the baby bombers still. Well, boy, I think it comes down to this. Although they lost three out of four in Boston, they're still very much in the wild card. They're within striking distance of the A's, uh, and, the, and the Mariners are there as well. These are teams the Yankees think that they could be better than, and really in 61 games you could make up a game or two in the wild card. Now, it's, it's going to be a long shot to, to end up catching the Boston Red Sox, but I never thought for a second they were going to sell. First of all, they don't have that many sellable parts. They have good players in the minor leagues. Obviously, they're giving up four of them in this deal 
for Gallo, but uh, on the uh, on the major league front, they've got a lot of guys making a lot of money that are having subpar years, so it would not have really been easy to sell. And if you think about it, the Yankees have only sold once in the last couple of decades, and that was when uh, they traded Andrew Miller and Araldus Chapman, and they ended up being uh, a contending team after those trades anyway. I never thought they were going to trade because I just never thought that they were going to be in a situation that they were going to bag it. They're too close. You know, the wild card is making the playoffs, and if they make the wild card and it's a one-game wild card, and you've got Garrett Cole going for you, you got to like your chances. You know, Mike, I always hear you all the time because you're my um, baseball horse whisperer. Um, you always <laughs> talk about playing to the back of the baseball card, but yesterday I was listening to your show, and you were speaking about, you know, John Carlos Stanton playing in the outfield, how he was a plus defender back out in when his days with the, uh, was the uh, Mariners. No, the Marlins, right? Marlins. Yeah, so, yep. so at this point, at what point do you anticipate them trying to get more value out of Giancarlo Stanton? Because he is a former MVP. Is it just more about the guys that they have playing better? No, it, it's, it's about the fact they have not been able to get him on the field. And, and believe me, Bart, I have no idea why. Uh, he's obviously a healthy uh, professional athlete. He's in tremendous shape. Uh, and we keep hearing them say we're getting him ready to play the outfield. It's almost like you know you're getting him ready to storm the beaches of Normandy. He's playing left field, but now by the acquisition of Gallo, I don't even know if they have to play that game anymore. Uh, now Giancarlo Stanton, for the most part, just just DH and hit. And uh, you know he's he's really struggled since the All Star break. He did get a big hit yesterday. Almost took off a pitcher's head with a line drive back through the middle, but uh, he has looked lost at the play. It's just weird that a guy who used to be a plus defender in Miami and won an MVP has been unable to, uh, simply unable to, be in the outfield because that really hamstrings the Yankees a lot because if you have one guy locked into the DH, all of a sudden if you want to give Aaron Judge a half a day off just as the DH, one of them has to sit, it would really help Aaron Boone a lot if they could get him ready to play the outfield. I just don't understand what the problem is, why it's been such a long trek and a long journey to get him ready. Michael Kay, this is, this is Sam Macho. What's the next move that this team should make? What move do the Yankees need to make now? Well, Sam, I, I think they still have interest in Trevor's story. Uh, you know, that would improve their defense a little bit. What would happen then is if they got a shortstop, then they could play Trevor's story at short and they can move Glaber Torres over to second, where a lot of people think he's a better defender. I don't think he's as bad a defender as people make him out to be um, uh, at shortstop anyway. Another way they could go is they can also go and maybe get a left-handed first baseman. Uh, although right now, the way things stand, it looks like D.J. LeMay is going to have a lot of his time at first base. I, I still think there's another move there, Sam, maybe even a pitcher. But the bottom line is they needed that one big lefty bat and they got him in Gallo, maybe they'll, they'll be searching for a left-handed hitting center fielder. That could make things different as well. But, uh, you know, the one key about this trade that they made is that they gave up uh, four pretty good prospects, and the Rangers, from what I hear, are going to pick up most of the remaining part of Gallo's uh, salary. So the Yankees are, uh, you know, intent on staying below the $210 million threshold. And I think they have about $4 million to play with. So if they can make a deal with another team, give them good prospects, and have that team pay the money, that means they can make an acquisition and still stay under the threshold. Michael, you may have just answered my question, but I have to ask it. Look, I'm a delusional Philadelphia fan, and so I can understand how Yankees fans feel. Like when they they make an acquisition like Joey Gallo, they think, what's next? What's next? Could we get something even bigger? Now we're all in. Now we're going for the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Now we're going for this. Now we can win the World Series. So I have to ask you, 
You mentioned how they might want to stay under that $200 million threshold. But is there any way that you see this team making a push for the biggest trade uh, option, I think, out there right now, Max Scherzer? Well, I think think they've investigated it. uh, And uh, from everything I've heard, Scherzer has uh, made it clear through back channels that he would not play for the Yankees, nor would he play for the Mets. It looks like he wants to go to the West Coast, one of the three teams in the National League West. So I'm sure the Yankees were very, very interested. That's a big-time pitcher that you could team up with Garrett Cole, and then you have a 1-2 going into the playoffs. That's as good as any 1-2 in all of baseball. But it doesn't look like um, you know he wants to make that move to New York. But the bottom line is they are still big game hunting. That's what Brian Cashman does. Uh, and they've got a big-time minor league system that interests a lot of people. And the best part about the Gallo deal, guys, is that what they did was they gave up four really good prospects, but they didn't give up any of their top 13 prospects. So if they wanted to give up one of their top 13 prospects or two of them, then they could even get a bigger player. And maybe that's where they're playing in the pool with, uh, with Trevor Story or maybe somebody else out there. Because I think what the Yankees would like to do is make another trade that improves them now and also the players around for next year. That's why Gallo was so expensive, because you get him this year, and he doesn't become a free agent until after 2022. So you improve now, and you also improve next year as well. Michael Kay, host of the Michael Kay Show. Michael, it's always great. It's an amazing show, and it's always great to talk to you. You know more about baseball than anyone I know, and I you're, you're one of the best listeners on the radio. So, Michael, always oh, a pleasure to speak to you, Thank you, guys. Thanks friend. so much. Take care. Thank you. Shows, Be well. Shows a little better when they had me on as a guest, but you know. I'm nah. <laughs> look at him making up. Always, <laughs> ma- Bart Scott's always making a play. I'm the always making a TV. play to get on the big time shows. I'm the receiver of the TV world. You there you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we got some more time left. So you know, we were talking about not only baseball, but we were talking about football, and you know, one of the big things is we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers all day. And Aaron Rodgers, I still think this fan base doesn't quite know what to think of him. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to support him. But what's interesting to me is on the outside of Green Bay, people like us, I feel like I looked at Aaron Rodgers yesterday and I said, this is a guy I want to get behind. He's honest in front of the mic. He's explaining everything. Mike Tannenbaum made the point. No notes. Think about that, folks. Think about being able to speak about something that has affected you deeply with no notes for 30 minutes and being able to give a really coherent picture of everything that happened and kind of staying humble while doing it. I thought that was amazing. But I wonder if this fan base is really in support of him. I want to bring in Joe in New York and get his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Hey, what's going on? Joe Isola here in in Long Island. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm a long-time Green Bay fan from from when I was young. But um, I feel like he has a destination in mind. I feel like there's somewhere that they told him they'll give him the reins the way that they gave it to Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Well, if he'll why, come there, if he'll take the trade there. Why do everybody keep saying Tom Brady? Tom Brady was a free agent. He wasn't traded. He wasn't cut. His contract had expired. Like, people keep trying to put it to Tom Brady. Like, well, because he's a top-tier quarterback. Yeah, so, but, so. But, he was, but his contract was up. Peyton Manning was cut. Like, that's why Peyton Manning was able to do what he did in Denver as well. Like, this is a different situation. Like – Aaron Rodgers is under contract technically for three years. It was a natural out in his contract at the end of this year. That's why he speaks about not wanting to be a lame duck. He said, I don't want you to control when I, I stop playing in Green Bay. I want to have some say about that. So if you're done with me, if you're moving on and you want to go with this young man, then by all means, there you go. But you're not about to use me like a rental car and then put me out there, expose me, use 
me all up so I'm not no good for nobody else. Let me go to that destination I want to go to now while I'm still young. We keep looking at Aaron Rodgers like he's a 37-year-old quarterback. He's not 37 years old in football years. He sat for three years. He doesn't have the wear and tear on his body of a Ben Roethlisberger, right? He didn't, he didn't play the first three years. He's really 34 in football years. He doesn't have the scar tissue. He doesn't have the, the hits. He doesn't have the reps. So you have to look at Aaron Rodgers in a different light. So he's saying, if I'm 34, how will we ever look at trying to replace a 34-year-old quarterback? We would never think about replacing a 34-year-old quarterback. We would say in our heads, he has five more years. And he's saying to himself, if I'm made out of the same stuff that Tom Brady's made out of, because I believe not only am I a better athlete, I think I take care of my body pretty well. And I think I'm smart enough and have football acumen not to take the hits and the punishment because you can't get to me with blitzes either because I'll shred you up like a Julian salad. Like he's, so he's saying the same thing. He's saying, well, y'all going out and get his replacement pissed me off the same way that it pissed off Tom Brady. But the difference between Tom Brady, they got him in a forefront and they got this dude, they moved up to get him. So we know what that means. When you move up to get somebody in the first round, that means that you're trying to get rid of me in at least two years. So he's like, man, listen, two years you're getting rid of me. I want to still be good to some people while they're getting is good. While next year I can be a free agent because if James Winston doesn't play well, I, that's a destination for me. Okay, well, what happens if Cam Newton doesn't play well? Okay, they have their future quarterback, but they might want to win in the short, in short term. Like Bill Belichick's all about getting these chips. He has to prove to Tom Brady that it wasn't all about him. What about Denver? So all these opportunities are going to start to shrink up because those teams that don't have quarterbacks are probably going to be pretty damn bad, and they're going to take the next Zach Wilson. They're going to take the next Trevor Lawrence. So then I already can't go back to Cal because the perfect situation would have been for him to get traded to San Francisco, but they've already got their future. So that's what the frustration is about with Aaron Rodgers. This isn't a Tom Brady situation. Joe, thank you for that call, by the way. It's a good one. And you have to say it's, it's a good point, Bart. I mean, this is a guy who has to play within the rules of his contract. It's not like a guy who can choose where he goes next. Now, coming up, why the biggest story of the NBA draft is centered around the number one pick from five years ago. Can you guess who that is? Just think about that. That's coming up next. KJZ on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Probably was Cleveland. Um, I know I'm the best player in the conference, but, you know, it takes more than one guy to win against a team like that. You know, there's no iron team. Cunningham inside a half court. will dribble to the right. Now pulls the trigger on a three and buries it from straight on. Cunningham. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Draft day it is. Thank you, Drake, for highlighting that for us. And not only that, we're going to talk about draft day five years later from a prospect five years ago. But we'll start talking about the draft with one of my favorite people at ESPN by far, Cheneo Gumake, host of Cheney and Golic Jr. That's a great show. There she is. It's an amazing show. And by the way, Cheney's going to be part of tonight's NBA draft coverage on ABC with Kevin Nagandi, Jalen Rose, and Malika Andrews. Plus, coverage is going to be on ESPN Radio starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. Cheney! So good to see you. Thank you for getting up so early with us because you're going to be up all night. I'd only do it for y'all. You can still hear my voice. You guys know whenever I talk to KJ and Z, uh, my voice is always a little rocky because it's super early. Shout out to Evan, y'all's producer. Um, Ryan, I wanted to say hi first and foremost just because I saw you shoot into the basket, and I'm hoping that you made it. The paper (laughs) shot. Yes, you saw Um, me. Bart, what's good? 50%, Shanae, 50%. 50%. His percentage is slightly better than Ben Simmons from the layup. (laughs) Oh, no, no. We're going to talk about It looked like a brick to me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Shanae. He was building houses, Shanae. He was building some big old brick houses. And then he stopped stopped shooting. That was the worst part. He said, I'm different because I love to shoot. And after he missed, then he stopped shooting. No, he did nothing but net. have a sleeve with her. All I got to say is 50%. That's all you need to know. All right. So, today, big night tonight, <laughs> NBA draft. I'm telling you, it, it could get interesting at the top of the draft, but a lot of people are saying it kind of starts at two and then it starts again at five. Um, what are you expecting tonight? But, but let me ask you first, actually. Cade Cunningham, right now, he's the favorite to go number one. What do you think makes him the odds-on favorite to be the top pick? Look, Cade Cunningham has no weaknesses, and he is a perfect fit for Detroit. And if you look at the numbers, Detroit was one of the worst in the leagues in late-game scenarios, and Cade Cunningham had the most clutch time points. I think his team was like 13-5 and in that scenario, and that's, you know, the last five minutes of the game and the game within five points. So everything you need to win at the next level, he's got it. And one thing that I sort of noticed, and this is the personal difference for me as a player that has also been drafted, number one, okay? Um, (laughs) You see at the college level, a lot of guys, I know, shameless flex, you see at the college level, a lot of guys that have go-to moves and great moves. What Cade Cunningham has, counter moves. And those counter moves have counter moves. And that's something you learn even four or five years into the league that he's perfected now and will translate. And so Cade is a shoo-in, perfect fit for number one. And as you see those numbers, I mean, led the Big 12 in scoring. But if you insert NBA guards that can knock down shots consistently around him, that number that's 20 could have easily been 30. So Cade, this is going to be a tremendous moment for him. Uh, Look out for his beautiful daughter, uh, Riley, who will hopefully be at the draft. Uh, It's going to be about family, and it starts with that number one over number one overall pick with Kate. Chanae said his counter moves got counter moves. That's a bar right there if I ever heard one. <laughs> Chanae, you were obviously first round over, first overall pick in the WNBA draft. Um, you're still playing while doing stuff at ESPN, while rising up the ranks. You know the game of basketball. Who are you most excited about in this draft? 
Okay, first of all, you're my favorite Acho, so I just wanted to talk right, about that. No question. We, are, hey, we already knew that. I'm about to be the world's favorite Acho now. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not even answering any of these questions, no. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> the one that I'm most excited about uh, genuinely is Scotty Barnes. My goodness, this man is energy, he's enthusiasm, uh, he'll clap in your face and give you full court defense. He's just everything that you want in a player to root for if you're an NBA fan, even removing the skill. I mean, this guy works hard. I love Scotty Barnes, and I think he's going to make an impact. But the Houston me, the 281, the 713, the 832 in me, is really excited about the number two overall pick. And I am a big fan of Evan Mobley. But given our recent history, you know, the Rockets losing James Harden and all that he brought to the city, the swag, the three-point shot, the highlights, Jalen Green is that perfect guy to step in and sort of move the franchise into that same type of energy where the city wants to come out and see you play. I mean, this was the best audition and case for future prospects to go to the G League, that uh, developmental uh, program with the G League Ignite, where you had Jonathan Kaminga and Jalen Green really now going to be taken in the draft and shown that their stock has improved. They've learned a lot of things from business through the classes and courses they've taken through the G League and now are going to be top picks. So uh, in Houston, like, um, we, you know how they always say, Houston, you got to... There is no problem, whether it's Evan Mobley or Jalen Green, but I do think Jalen Green makes sense based on the vibe of what the Houston Rockets franchise has been, you know, with James Harden and now trying to move and find its future star. For me, the most interesting team in this whole draft is the Golden State Warriors because we know that they're not afraid of the luxury tax and they're not afraid to make moves. And they're trying to, you know, they've been taking receipts for about a couple of years of everybody, you know, having fun at their misery, losing clay. Um what do you expect? Do you expect any big-time moves with Golden State? Do you expect them to kind of you know, make their picks and try and make you know, trades later? If I am the Warriors, I am trying to maximize on Steph Curry, Klay Thompson coming back, Draymond Green right now. And so I will, you know how we say it, risk it all. Mm. Um, there there are no some biscuit. really interesting evaluations happening <laughs> no, risky, no risky. Uh, there are a lot of really interesting uh, evaluations happening with the Warriors pick. Some have said Franz Wagner out of Michigan, which is interesting because he's very much like do-it-all, hustle, you know, type of player that we get with Draymond. But right now, I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors as in we've seen some experiments getting Oubre, uh, getting Wiggins, and see, you know, we've seen that it's not so easy to just plug and play around their stars. I think that they have to maximize because we know that we're going to get that that huge prime uh, of the final, the last three or four years of Steph careers. You know, if he's able to play at a high level like we know for longer, that's awesome. But this time period now is where you really go all in. Um, it's not like a scenario where it's like LeBron James and we like think it's going to go to infinity and beyond based on what we're seeing, like based on the number of talent that they have and, you know, Clay coming off of injury. I look at the Warriors and say, like, this is the moment. We're not going to say, let's buy a couple years. I think the time is now because you have the assets now, and so, that brings the urgency on their franchise. So, so it's all in maybe packaging Wiseman, Wiggins, and all these draft picks for maybe a Bradley Bill or trying to make a real play for Dane Dollar? Bart Scott, the GM. No, 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 no. I'm not saying go crazy. That's I'm saying right. be smart. <laughs> oh, <okay>. uh, <laughs> because, you know, I think uh, Wiseman 
it just was difficult based on his, you know, health towards the end of the year uh, to get a real assessment on what he's capable of. But we all know he's an athletic, like, big that has a great future. So I think with their current picks and also with their conversations, because they have one of the best front offices in the league, they're going to make a smart move, but they're not going to be afraid to make a move as well. Uh, they just won't go crazy because that's not how Golden State really moves. Cheney, switching gears a little bit. Uh, so the USA women's basketball team just won gold in the three-on-three turn, three three tournament, right? So you got Stephanie Dolson, Chicago Sky, Alicia Gray, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young. So what, like, what does that mean for women's basketball, one? And then part two of my question is, is about you. Because I feel like, like we homies, right? Now y'all know they carry last. We got, you know what I mean? Like part two is you're, you're playing in the WNBA. I understand it took some time off because of the Olympics. You're playing in the WNBA. You're also hosting the, the, the NBA draft tonight. Like, how do you do it all? So, number one, USA Women's Basketball, um, people you played against, play with. But also, number two, uh, if people who are listening, it's like, man, I want to I get there. I want to do that. I want to figure that out. Teach us. Help us. Guide us. I got you. Uh, so the fun fact of today is that, yes, uh, the USA national team, three-on-three team, just won the gold, and that's amazing. Uh, the first ever world championships for three-on-three, I was there. Uh, we won the gold in Athens, Greece, myself, Skylar Diggins, Bria Hartley, and Ann Strother. And so, you know, to see three-on-three go from world championships and now consider an Olympic sport and to see the young women win it, it's amazing. And my gosh, that game is so much fun. It's a lot of work. My goodness. It's a lot of work because also I'm not used to ever playing outside. And so we had to play outside and that was an adjustment for me. Uh, but, you know, I think what it says is that women are leading the way. You know, there's a lot going on in the sports world, not just with the performance, but also athletes advocating for their mental health and their well-being. And I think oftentimes you see women at the forefront of that, both on and off the court, on the turf, off the turf, uh, in the pool, outside of the pool. And to me, that's the most impactful thing. And to answer your question about playing in the WNBA and also working the NBA draft, it didn't really hit me until you said it because everything just feels like fun. Um, one thing I love about basketball is that, you know, genders don't matter when it comes to hoopers know you got game or you don't. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in the WNBA or the NBA. And so to be a current player, a lot of my closest friends are current NBA players who come to our games and we go to their games. And so there's a synergy between us. And now to be able, and now like it's crazy because I'm looking at all these young draft picks and they're all born in 02, 01. I'm like, oh, snap. I'm getting up there. Yeah, my, my kids, I'm getting my, up there. I know y'all getting yeah, up my, there. My kids, okay? tell, my kids tell me I was born in the 1900s. I'm like, hey, don't say it like that. But I tell you to wrap it up, today, today is, is black girl magic, man. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the pure Chanae, definition of black girl magic. Today, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. And by the way, you talk about the draft tonight there could be a lot of big moves on tap people are looking at Ben Simmons I mentioned the draft pick from five years ago something could happen there so it's going to be an exciting draft and I cannot wait to see you be a part of it thank you so much Janae appreciate the time love y'all take care welcome Sam hey Bart later Ryan and go my Manuka honey get that voice right back <laughs> and where I, it need to be and gang, I'll gang. say it again today's going to be part of the NBA draft coverage on ABC with Kevin Degani, Jalen Rose and Malika Andrews plus coverage is going to be on ESPN radio starting at 7 p.m. Eastern that's Janae Ogumake on the Goodyear hotline so just moments ago Brian Gutenkunst was speaking and he addressed Aaron Rodgers and his comments What did he say? That's coming up after this on KJZ. Such a tease.
It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. Especially you, Line 5. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Ryan Smith, Bart Scott, Sam Acho with you. We're going to try to get to your calls in a little bit, but I I had to break in with this big news that came in just moments ago. Brian Gutenkunst, as you know, you know him now. If you didn't know him before, you know him now. Green Green Bay Packers GM was speaking. He had a press availability this morning, so he's in the process of speaking to the media. And so I wanted to bring you some of the sound, and we can talk about it. I want you to call in on it. Give us a call at one eight hundred. Uh, sorry, eight eight eight. Say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Now, before I play Brian Gutenkunst comments, I want to play for you what Aaron Rodgers said. And Sam, you alluded to this earlier. What he said about a list of guys, all the guys that have been disrespected by the Packers when they were released from the organization. This is what Aaron Rodgers said about those guys in that context yesterday. Uh, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated and just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, high-character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, John Kuhn, Brett Good. T.J. Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys, many of them who weren't offered a contract at all or were extremely low-balled or were you know, maybe, in my opinion, not uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved. Okay, so he wanted to lend his expertise about how outgoing veterans were treated and that they didn't retain high-character guys, and on the way out the door, they weren't given the respect they deserve. So here's what Brian Gutenkunst said this morning in his press availability. I very much believe in the way when we release players that we do it with class and integrity. Um, It's a hard thing for them when that happens, and I don't think when you feel you still can play and it's not right to walk away and feel like it was fair. You know what I mean? 
So it's hard. It's a hard business, but uh, we always do that with integrity in class. Okay. Now, guys, I got to ask you about this. And and let me tell you what I hear in this, and I want to get your thoughts too. What I hear in this is this is what a tit-for-tat looks like because I get that you're saying it's a hard thing. You do it with class. But this is where, and you guys talked about this earlier, this is where I feel like the ego is getting into it. It feels defensive. And let me tell you what I would, and again, I'm not Brian Gutenkunst. I know they got a thing going on in Green Bay. But is there room in this discussion for the GM to say, you know what? Our quarterback said we didn't treat guys with the respect they deserve. High character guys, guys like Charles Woodson with multiple Pro Bowls. We could have done better. You know what? We could do better, and we will do better. And our star quarterback says we could do better in treating outgoing veterans. Then we're going to do that. Yeah, it hurts to be cut, but we're going to do a better job of it. As opposed to, we do it with class and integrity. It just, what are you, that's a tit for tat. Now you're going to force Aaron Rodgers to come out and say, yeah, that's not how I see it. And you're not healing the relationship. All he had to say was, hey, you know, we'll we'll reevaluate how we do our, our process right. and we'll be trying to be better moving forward. But now he has put him into a box. But, you know, to kind of defend the Packers, I mean, Julius Peppers was a thousand years old. I mean, John Kuhn, how much longer did John Kuhn play in the league? Yeah, but it's the way you do it yeah, and it's course. the way you communicate. It, but hey, it, okay, people weren't happy with the way we released them. This is an opportunity for us to learn as an organization. How often do we hear that but no from one, teams? But they can't seem to say it because they're in their own – it feels like yeah. they're in their own feelings. This is not a feelings thing. This is not a tit-for-tat thing. No one is happy when they get released. Right, like when I when I got released from the Arizona Cardinals, right? I, I, I in my mind they cut me. When all reality, my contract expired, and then another team wanted me more. Right, they didn't want to pay what the other team wanted, and I still had this somewhat vendetta. Man, this team released me when I left Chicago. It was like, oh man, these guys. When you leave a team, no one's happy. And I, I wasn't inside the Green Bay Packers locker room, so I can't say how those players specifically have been treated. But as a general manager, and you know, even with a law background or any kind of football baseball, business, whatever background you have, you'd rather be out early than stay in too late. And so I think that's what this team is saying. No one's going to – I called all the guys who got cut, and they were all mad they got cut. Yeah, no one's going to be But I don't think happy. he's saying they were mad they got cut. I think he's saying it was the way they were treated on the way out the door. And we're not talking about guys who had been there for a year or two. What? We're talking about guys who had been there for nine, ten yeah, years. But, but, and, 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 and all Aaron Rodgers is trying to do, at least he says, is I'm trying to give you a way to maybe communicate better with them. I don't see what's wrong with that. Yeah, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is in his feelings a little bit because Thank he feels like he's not true. getting Thank done, right? You. Because at some point, one thing that most NFL players have and most athletes, we all get fired, right? And there's Bingo. no right way to fire somebody it's only a few players that's ever been able to walk away like Jerome Bennis or you know even Peyton Manning got fired he wanted to play even after Bingo, the defense right? carried him to a Super Bowl Bingo. you know but at some point you got to say hey sorry Joe Montana it's been real but I like Steve Young I still think there's a better way to communicate it and now they're gonna have to listen to Aaron Rodgers we'll see what he says back to that yeah, Keyshawn J. Will in Zubin here with you on ESPN Radio have you ridden an electric e-bike yet You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, 
so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.